Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings number 314. Spring training is here. Pitches and catchers. The Mets are in Port St. Lucie. They've reported the pitches and catches. The regular players are filtering it slowly. They do not have to be in camp till next week sometime. But the pitchers and catchers are raring to go. Mickey Calloway, Dave Island, they've talked to the press. They're all gung-ho. And everybody said it is a different atmosphere at Mets camp. And we'll see how that all plays out. Hopefully it will play out in the positive for these New York Mets. Uh, again, Mickey Calloway, the new manager, is stressing the importance of communication that he enters his first spring training as the big league skipper. He's going to play an active role with all the players on the team. And uh, he learned that from previous managers. He worked with Buck Showalter and Terry Francona. And uh, he, he seems to be very excited about everything and wants to work with the pitchers. And uh, I, I got to admit, the press conference was a little weird because it was strange not seeing Terry Collins there for the first time in, in a long, long time. So um, that was a little strange. But uh, other than that... Um, you know, everything uh, seems to be going along swimmingly. The players seem to be uh, very happy with the new uh, lineup of coaches. And, and uh, they, they, as I say, they're very, they stress communication. And, uh, you know, that's, that's not a knock on anybody uh, that went before, but... Uh, they just seem to be having a good time, and uh, we'll see how long <laughs> that lasts. Uh, I guess it'll last as long as they win. Uh, but Mickey Calloway in his first camp, uh, uh, winning over slowly the players and, and uh, the fans, I think, as we go along. Dave Island, his uh, pitching coach, has already made some changes to some of the pitches. Matt Harvey. They've been watching, and uh, he thinks it's uh, mechanical problems that he has. He got into some bad habits due to all the injuries that he had. And, of course, uh, Harvey had a terrible year last year with a 6.70 ERA and a 1.69 whip with just 67 strikeouts in 97.2 innings. As he returned from thoracic outlet surgery, he also dealt with an injury to his scapula that kept him out of action from June 15th to September 2nd. So uh, Dave Island's been there. They've got a couple of sides in, and uh, they're trying to get him on track, and they think they might have been able to get him on track a little bit. So we'll have to see again. As spring training goes on, can they save Matt Harvey? He's in a walk year. He's in a contract year, but he has had a lot of injuries. And it's uh, can he get back to being the pitcher that he was 
Maybe not. But can he be an effective major league pitcher is another question. And perhaps they can do that and uh, get him on track. If they could get him on track, it would mean a great deal to this pitching staff. And, of course, one of the things that Mickey Calloway and his whole crew of new coaches wish to do is to uh, adopt different training methods for these guys to keep them healthy and different ways of doing things. Uh, hour and a half uh, spring training practices where – Usually is about half the time of normal spring training practices and just a different approach to things. So we'll see how it all pays off. He wants to build up their arm strength to the point that they're pitching up to 100 pitches by opening day, which is uh, pretty impressive as they can do it without overtaxing their arm. A lot of long throwing. He believes in throwing. That's something we advocated here for a number of years. I still think they don't throw enough, and uh, apparently Mickey Calloway is going to get them, keep them, and Dave Island going to throw. Uh, they're long tossing, short tossing, whatever, but uh, uh, it's interesting, and we're going to see how it how it pays off for the Mets if they can stay healthy. Uh, Syndergaard's in camp, said he feels great, he's more leaner. Uh, Dominic Smith showed up, 30 pounds lighter, looks a whole lot better. Um, everybody's raring to go. David Wright's there. What his situation is remains to be seen. He has not started any baseball activities. He has not thrown a baseball. Um... Folks, don't look for him to be back. I, I really think that this could potentially be the end of the line for David. If he cannot perform, you know, um, best scenario is opening day. They they put him on the roster. He pinch hits, and uh, that's it, and retires after that. That would probably be the best scenario at this point. Hopefully, he can hit a home run get a base hit or something if he can swing a bat and uh, and let the crowd say goodbye to David in a proper way that would be the best case scenario um, if he wants to rehab all year and do it at the end of the year that's fine as well he deserves the opportunity to do it but I think we are seeing and I think him, he himself, in comments that he's made, sees the end of the line. You just, you know, you just get tired of trying to do this and not having the results come out of it that they should be. And he's still got the spinal stenosis, and he had the shoulder surgery, and the neck surgery, and it's just a lot. It just wears on a human being, and... Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with uh, as far as David Wright, but uh, he's in camp and he'll be doing some things. And and uh, lo and behold, Matt Dendecker is back. Yes, Matt Dendecker. Remember the uh, Mets uh, brought him up a few years ago. Pretty good outfielder. Uh, didn't hit much. Fast. Well, he got traded to the Nationals for Jerry Blevins a few years back. 
and uh, he spent some time with them, and then spent last year in the Tigers and the Marling, Marlins organizations playing four games with Detroit. He had 250 with 17 doubles, 8 home runs, 29 RBI, 37 runs scored, and 10 stolen bases between AAA New Orleans and AAA Toledo. The Florida native was drafted by the Mets in the fifth round of the 2010 draft and was then traded to the Nationals, as I said, in 2015 in spring training in exchange for Jerry Blevins. Uh, well, he's back. The Mets have signed him to a minor league contract with an invite to a major league spring training. So what does that mean? What is, don't get excited about it, but uh, they're using it as a fill-in. They need they may need a backup outfielder at some point. They may need a, a, a center fielder in um, uh, Las Vegas. Uh, also, the rumor has been that uh, they are talking to the Giants about Joe Panic and the guy that would be going in the deal, one of the guys would be going in the deal, would be Juan Lagara. So... Maybe Dendek is there as a backup for that to uh, platoon with uh, Brad Dibbo or just to have another uh, a body on the bench. Or they could pick up another center fielder as a free agent uh, soon. But Dendecker is back. We'll see. I always kind of liked him. He was a good ball player, I thought. Um, never really caught on, never really got a chance, and when he did have a slight opportunity, he really didn't deliver that much. But uh, played in 80 games with the Mets from 2013 and 2014. Never got a real big shot, but um, he's back. So we'll see how he can do now at the age of 30. Uh, let's see. And leaving and going to the Nationals is Matt Reynolds. Uh, he was designated for assignment last week to make way on the roster for Todd Frazier, and uh, they worked out a deal. The Nationals did with the Mets for cash considerations for Matt Reynolds. Reynolds hit 228 with four home runs, 18 RBIs, in 115 MLB games over the past two years, making his debut in 2016 and appearing in 50, 68 games last season. Uh, you will remember that he did make the roster for the World Series in 2015 when Ruben Tejada of Tejada uh, broke his leg. Reynolds came up but did not see any action in that game. And last week we, re we told you about uh, Zach Wheeler winning his arbitration case. Well, this week it came out that he has been receiving bone-strengthening injections every day throughout the last six months as part of an effort to rebound from a stress reaction in his arm. He said on Sunday, Wheeler was sidelined in July after suffering an injury, and he wanted to take the extra um, precaution. He said the shots were usually administered to people with brittle bones, said that his arm feels great, and that he has pitched on the mound six times since. He has been plagued by injuries throughout his career. He missed the 2015 and 2016 season and was limited to just 17 games in 2017. Now he is hoping to shed that label by proving his dur durability this season. 
Wheel of City has transformed his workout routine and is taking protein shakes, which he says is all part of his goal to make at least 30 starts in 2018. Uh, He's been following Mickey Calloway and Dave Ireland's throwing program, and he says, my arm is feeling good, feeling strong. Hopefully this will be a big year for me. So we await to see. Uh, if it is a big year for Mr. Wheeler, boy, if we could get these guys healthy and going on all cylinders, then this is going to be a great season. But, and it's a big but, they got to be healthy. All right, let's take a break and be back after this. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shoftaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the internet today about their teams. But it always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a Ph.D. in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. And we are back, and uh, let's kick it off. We got a voicemail. Unfortunately, the gentleman never left his name, so it's anonymous, and I don't know who it is, but uh, let's take a listen. Hey, Gary, I've been listening to your podcast for like the past year. It's pretty good. I like what you're doing. Um. I just had a question. I'm wondering what the Mets lineup is going to look like this year. What do you think with uh, Conforto included, like around June? Thank you. Uh, go Mets. Okay. Well, uh, first off, thank you for the voicemail. And uh, the Mets lineup, well, I mean, there's a lot of questions that have to be answered. Uh, is Adrian Gonzalez going to be the first baseman or Dominic Smith going to be the first baseman? Is Conforto going to be the same hitter when he comes back? Or is it going to take him longer to come back? Uh, by June, we will know. But will Panic be here as the second baseman, or will it be Cambrera? So we have to take a look at, at all of these options. Uh, but you know what? I don't think the lineup is all that bad. If Gonzalez can hit like he's hit in the past and plays uh, 
can play first base pretty consistently uh, and regularly. He had a bad back last year. He says he's healthy. We'll see. Um, you know, he could slot in there nicely. If Conforto comes back in June, they say May 1st. I think it might be more like June. Um, He's going to slot in. He may slot in as the leadoff hitter unless Nimmo is doing the job earlier in the season. But uh, And then, of course, you're going to have Cespedes and Bruce and Frazier and Look, either one of those guys, you got three home run threats there. The guys that can hit 25-plus homers, all three of them. So you could you could be talking about uh, Cespedes hitting 35, Bruce maybe 32, and Frazier hitting anywhere from 25 to 35. So it's going to be a lot of power in the – probably I would stack them in the middle of the lineup. And uh, I, I, I don't think it's – a bad as lineup as we thought. The only thing that I would be concerned about, of course, is the health. And secondly, uh, the backup, the depth on the team may not be there. Um, and the defense. We know the defense is going to be good at third with Frazier. We know it should be good at set, at first with either Dom Smith, if he is as advertised with the glove, and Gonzalez. Uh, shortstop with Rosario should be good. The big question mark is going to be second base. And who it's going to be. So we see these things, which will all shake out in the next few weeks and, and as the season progresses. Because, you know, a lot of times the, the guys that start in – March and April, I'm not there in September and October. So uh, things change rather rapidly. And I wish I could give you a better answer. But again, thanks for the voicemail. And uh, call again and, and leave us your name so we can acknowledge you better. And, um, you know, that's the best thing I can say. And, and speaking about, you mentioned Conforto. Uh, he has resumed the baseball activity and was long tossing on Wednesday at spring training, according to Anthony DeComo of MLB.com. He reported to camp last week, uh, Conforto did, and there have not been any reports of him swinging a bat. He has not had a setback as he recovers from shoulder surgery, uh, but Sandy Alderson said in January the team does not expect him back until around May 1st. This was such a weird injury and such a different kind of injury that, that nobody really seems to know um, when it heals. I mean, it's going to be have to be up to him and what he thinks. And look, at this point, don't rush the kid and set him back a year. Just, just let him get healthy. We'll muddle through somehow, and uh, perhaps if he can come back in June and – be strong, and he maybe he can carry the team for a while if there's fatigue going on or just, you know, whatever. Uh, but uh, please don't rush him. We've got new medical staff and, and new training methods, and let's get him good and strong and get him on uh, the right healthy path. Uh, Mets outfielder Juan Lagaris has had an opportunity to display his new swing, in Port St. Lucie after working with Craig Wallenbrock during the offseason. He says his teammates, including 
Ioannis Cespedes are starting to take notice. They say, I look way better, Ligaris said, after hitting a first out of field, according to the New York Daily News. I feel a little different, and I feel better. Wallenbrock has worked with such players as Chris Taylor of the Dodgers and J.D. Martinez, both of whom saw improvements in their swing. Ligaris is striving to hit the ball in the air more often after struggling to do so in previous years. This is the new philosophy, folks. So I guess we have to embrace it, uh, <laughs> whether or not we like it or not. But uh, they want to hit the ball in the air, and he's revamped his swing, and we'll see how it pays off as uh, we go along. That is, if he's still a Met, there's always the possibility of that trade, as I said before. But uh, that's a long way off. And Mets outfielder Yoenis Cespedes has promised the team he will not play golf during the season. And this is uh, according to former WFAN host Mike Francesa. He was on WOR the other night and said so. Cespedes golfing has been a topic of debate since his Mets tenure began. He posted a photo of himself golfing during the 2016 season as he was simultaneously missing time on a field with a leg injury that eventually landed him on the DL. However, Mets GM Sandy Alderson said prior to last season that he felt the reaction from the fans and immediate assessments golfing was a bit overblown. Well, it may have been overblown, but the optics don't look good. One doesn't equal another that because you're hurt, you shouldn't be able to play golf, but... It's just the point that it was your legs and you're in and out of a golf cart and blah, 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 that people got ticked off about. And so that's that's the way it goes, you know? People are going to react to these kind of things. And I don't think it was overblown at all. But uh, Sandy, in his uh, usual uh, bluntness or whatever, he didn't think it was so bad, but... You know, he's got to keep the player happy, I guess. So maybe that's got something to do with it. And finally tonight, the Columbia Fireflies, Low A, Sally League, and the New York Mets are continuing their affiliation as the two sides have extended their player development contract through 2020. The Mets have taken uh, have been affiliated with Hardball Capitals, South Atlantic League franchise since 2007, when the team was located in Savannah, Georgia. The affiliation followed the team to Columbia when they became the Fireflies in 2016. The Mets are no stranger to fans in the Midlands, as they were the major league affiliate for the Columbia Mets slash Capital City Bombers from 1983 until 2004. So another affiliate sticking with the Metsies, and of course they will be moving to the AAA team to Syracuse, Next season, 2019, and uh, that'll be a big move and an important move for the Mets as we go forward. Uh, Get out of that Pacific Coast League and get on the East Coast. All right, folks. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Um, Another short show. Working on some guests. Hopefully, we'll get some in uh, for next week's show, but... uh, Until then, have a great week. And remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets.